Hi, it's Wes Johnson. And John St. John. And we're here for GGR Pirate Radio. Yeah, because they've got balls of steel. Yes, and we may take those from you when we're done. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of GGR Pirate Radio. It's myself, Mike Lunsford. We've got MC Brooks in the co-host seat, and then manning the seat that would normally be manned by Chewbacca himself on the Millennium Falcon. We've got James Rambo. Steps up. Let's do the random question generator. This is always a friggin' blast to do um, because it, having like, hey, we're going to structure this con- uh, conversation. We're going to have this. And we're going to talk about this. That's all fun, you know? But like finding out people's like gut reaction to questions that you ask them is is like one of my favorite things to do because like you really, you really find out like one, what kind of person it is that you're talking to. But two, also you really get some awesome creativity uh, out of people. And we've always had fun with the random question generator. So we are going to do it again this evening. Um, I will let Mr. Rambo, since I made a Chewbacca joke uh, at his expense, um, I'll let you go ahead and start, Jimbo, whenever you're okay. ready. Let me see. Probably open this link you sent me then. Yeah, um, what's the best trick someone has ever played on you? Okay, so... <laughs> April Fool. I mean, it's not like expansive or terribly interesting, but Katie hit me with with two pretty well executed jokes. Um, April Fool's like four years ago, maybe five. Uh, I go to open the bathroom door, and there's something like slimy all over it, and it's petroleum jelly. She covered the fucking doorknob with petroleum jelly. <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, god damn it. And I hear her laughing her ass off. <laughs> so I'm like, all right. So I go to the kitchen, turn on the sink, and the fucking sprayer has been rubber banded to spray immediately onto me <laughs> when turning it on. <laughs> and I'm like, motherfucker. And she just laughs harder because that was the plan all along. Uh, it was always the one-two punch. <laughs> and it was so... Perfectly executed, um, which reminds me, I owe her. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was yeah, just pow pow, like immediately, it was perfect. It was, I'm very proud of her. Very well done. That is that is pretty awesome. That is uh, pretty awesome. What's the best trick um, that anybody's played on me? I'm trying to think of one. If you ask my family, they'll have a story for you, but. It's not true. Uh, (laughs) They'll tell you that like my little brother and I, when we were, when we were younger, like all little brothers do, um, we like would do like WWF wrestling style moves to each other, like onto like a couch or a mattress or something like that. Right. Cause you don't actually want to power bomb your brother through a table. Well, Well, most of the time you don't want to power. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes you do. But so I picked up my little brother and I power bombed him. Right. And he had a loose tooth and I powerbombed him out of the couch. He's like, oh, you knocked out my tooth. And I was like, well, hey, good for you. Now you can get money from the tooth fairy. But like you ask my stepsister and you ask my brother and they're like, oh, you freaked out. Like you were like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. No, I wasn't, asshole. Like, no, no, that was not a good prank. Um, Best prank. Oh, OK. So when I was growing up, one of my best friends um, was this girl, Lauren. And what we used to do is we used to try to one up each other. 
in Christmas presents with the way we would wrap them, like intricate wrapping, like overly ridiculous, like that sort of thing. Right. And she ended up getting me um, a gift card is what the end result was. But the, it was in a what looked like a picture frame wrapping job. And each it was it was a, it was like one of those Russian nesting dolls. Like each box was a little bit smaller than the one before it. And I just kept unwrapping it and unwrapping it. And then like I finally got down to the bot. I was like, oh, it's a, a gift card. And she was just so pleased with herself. Like it was nice. Yeah. So I, I would say that that was the best one. And it's very, very innocent. MC, you got you got anything like that? Uh, yeah. So <laughs> so uh, back in college, like. And it was only in college, really, because it hasn't happened for me post-college. But I used to love me some pudding back in college. Like, if 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 I was going to the calf, like I, I would always get like a, a little thing of pudding as like a snack as like a snack for like after I was done eating whatever I got to eat that day. Um, well, I remember like one day in going to the calf with my friends, um, I had forgotten, so I told one of my friends like, "Hey, can you grab me some like when you are coming back to our table?" Uh, what I did not know is they thought it would be funny to give me a thing of mayonnaise oh, instead of my no. usual <laughs> usual vanilla pudding. Oh. And it, like, I, I, I remember like like sitting there eating and everyone like everyone just like is like randomly looking at me as if they're anticipating something. Like I'm catching the looks, but I'm not sure what they're waiting for because I'm like, why are they watching? Are they why are they watching me eat? It's weird. Um, and then, you know, eventually the time came and I took a, a spoonful and yeah, <laughs> I spit it out and, and cussed them all out. It was, it was absolutely <laughs> gross <laughs> because of the sheer shock of it. Yeah. I mean, and, and who is, <laughs> and who is just like, let's get a big spoonful of mayonnaise. Well, like, right. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I got my own pudding for the rest of my time in, in, in school after that moment. It had to be sealed. Like it had to be like a snack. <laughs> pack. Motherfuckers. I'll trust any of you asshole. Can't trust. <laughs> right. All right. So I've got one. Um, I just, I, I, it gives you an option of, of how many questions you want. So I created 15 and I hit generate random questions. So I'm going to go through and see which one of these really like sounds like a good one. Uh, this is a good one. We'll do this one. Um, would you feel comfortable showing me the photos on your phone? Yes, absolutely. Because there is nothing bad on my phone at all. <laughs> like, I was just thinking about that. I was like, is there anything objectionable on my phone? No, because, like, I'm not going around taking dick pics or anything like that. So, like, who the fuck am I going to be sending dick pics to? Like, I message, like, MC and Rambo. Like, right. <laughs> like, and, I mean, I'm pretty sure that neither of you guys wants those. And, even, yeah, no. <laughs> uh, so. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, I think the most... Uh... Like that, like like really inappropriate memes, maybe. But like even that, and they're not even really that inappropriate. They're just like you know, like some dark humor, maybe. But yeah, no, definitely not. Well, MC, what well, about yeah, you? Yeah, no, yeah, that's where I was gonna go with it. Well, I mean, for one, like the majority of of the photos I have in my phone are like memes of all sorts. Like it's it's actually rather embarrassing because now ever since I upgraded my phone and I'm able to keep stuff in certain folders, like I, I get. Whenever I go to my photos app, like I, I get reminders of like, hey, you have almost 10,000 memes saved. And it's like, gosh, fuck. <laughs> I've been hoarding for the last decade. Um, and, and I mean, outside of like some some really like dark humor and some memes that I have that only exist 
uh, that only exists for very specific conversations with people. I mean, my stuff is pretty is is pretty safe. Like anything that I have that would even be considered explicit, I have in a totally separate app uh, where that is not accessible without a code. So, see, that's just smart, is what that is. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it, as the it, as the sole single person on the podcast, like, yeah, I was gonna say if anybody's gonna have objectionable just, shit on their phone, it'd be you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, because I, I just imagine like you know if I were to if I were to lose my phone somewhere. I wouldn't want I wouldn't want stuff to just you know be out there. Like if I were to, if I were to get and also like if I were to you know by some chance get famous and someone were to like hack my cloud, like I wouldn't want them finding. I mean, some of the memes in there would probably get me judged, <laughs> get me get me judged pretty badly. But like I wouldn't want them to find you know any anything in particular. You know what I'm saying? So so I'm working at GameStop, right? <laughs> I'm working at GameStop. Uh-oh. <laughs> and it's it's I had just gotten moved to the store down in Roanoke. It's a huge store because like I was going to be training. It was like this concept store that has like all this crazy stuff going on. I was training with the other store manager um, and I was going to be taking over my own version of this because they were building another one. Like that's how desperate people are for video games in Roanoke. There ain't shit else to do. Um, but they had a really large staff of employees and I come in uh, to open one morning and there's a cell phone sitting on the counter and I'm like, hey, I wonder whose cell phone this is. And I look at the phone and there's no like identifying marks on it. And like, it's not locked. So I pick it up and I'm like, I'll flip through a picture, assuming that I will find something (laughs) that's like, Oh, Hey, look, here's a selfie with so-and-so and and their mom. Great. You know? Nope. What's the first picture in the goddamn photo album? A dick pic. And I'm like, that's (laughs) like, that's just fucking great. And like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I uh I'm I'm bummed that I couldn't remember it fast enough to say, "Oh, you were working in Roanoke. Did you get transferred from Jamestown?" That's that is a pretty solid history. You like that? Day. Yeah. That's good. That's little, good. Were you a little, <laughs> little history humor for you there? Did did they leave you there for a few months and then come back and it turns out you were all gone and you had melded with or assimilated into the uh, native culture cuz that yeah, everybody be- Everybody had blue eyes. <laughs> I remember when I first read about that, being like, whoa, that's so, so mysterious. And then, like, a couple years later, being like, you know, learning about uh, the feathers, like, yeah. And then, like, a couple miles away, within a generation or two, there are all these people with, like, dark brown skin and blue eyes. Like, it's not a fucking mystery. <laughs> Where did they go? There's what no way. What happened? <laughs> they literally wrote on a post, Croatan, because that was the native tribe. And they were like, it's a mystery. It's not a fucking mi- Yeah, okay. <laughs> Rambo, would you feel comfortable showing me the photos on your phone? Um, right now, it's just a, mostly a big block of Star Trek memes. Because uh, I started following uh, Star Trek shitposting. And people nice. are just memeing it the fuck up in that, in that group. Um, I might need to follow this because that was the same one that had um, that had the gender swap pictures, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes, okay, it is. Group. Hang on a second. I'm trying to think. Do I have anything dirty on there? No, nothing that really springs to mind. <clears throat> really springs to mind. There might be like one boob pic on there somewhere, but it's something I found online, so it's not like a personal one. Well, you can't see my not, tits not, on my phone. Well, that, um, that's fucking ridiculous. I'm mad. Yeah. Yeah. Darn. 
And the only person I would send a dick pic to is Katie, and Katie doesn't want to see it anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> she would just laugh. <laughs> or, or, or ew. <laughs> like there's there's no there's no ego stroking in this situation. <laughs> also, I've never understood the the what's the motivation there? Like if if I was a single man and a woman that I didn't know sent me a photo of her vagina, my first instinct would not be like, I am very turned on by this. It would be, whoa, um, yeah. what? What's going doing? on? <laughs> you, was that on purpose? Were you trying to send this to your fucking gynecologist or something? <laughs> what's, <laughs> what's the deal? So, it... I, I, don't, I don't, like, I don't get it. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't either. I just... And, and I, I'm with you on that. And, and the, the really unfortunate thing is um, in a bunch of the, the blurred groups on Facebook, we actually had a really big issue with someone who was doing that last year in which uh, she she uh, by her own admission, she was an aspiring sex worker, which is, you know, it's, it, which is fine. But her That's way of her her her, her, her um, attempts to promote herself Whereas to literally just randomly DM, <laughs> randomly DM people pictures, like not not even saying hello, hi, I'm so and so. Would you are you interested in my content? It's very first message, vagina. You know, it's like I, it's like an intimidation <laughs> thing. It's like yeah, it's look it, at it, it, it look it, at it right very, now, look at it right now, like alpha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you stare into the void. Um, <laughs> like, not even, no, not even. Like, back. <laughs> there's no sense of mystery. Like, not a like a super tight close up on her shoulder. Like, what skin is this? If you send me five bucks, I'll zoom out. Like, there's no, there's no motivation there. Like, what's what's to be had? <laughs> and and right. also yeah, just like pussy. Whoa. <laughs> right. Why does like, wow, ready for that? Yeah, especially in my case, I'm like, this is not what I was anticipating before I've had my coffee in the morning. <laughs> Go, random pussy in my in my inbox. How about okay. that? Honestly, <laughs> that that's the exact op- opposite, you know, on the sexual spectrum it, response I got. You know, I'm opening the store. It's eight o'clock in the morning. I'm still trying to wake up. I'm like, oh, somebody's cell phone. Who is it? Oh, well, it's obviously penis's cell phone. Like, dumb <laughs> <laughs> cock. <laughs> yeah i don't i don't get the the blatant you know here's my genitalia photo because genitals divorced from the person are not attractive no there needs it's to be just weird bulgy floppy skin and like veins and hanging flesh and it's just yeah it's fucking strange. <laughs> like yeah. it, it, and, it needs to come in like there, there needs to be like a um, progression. Like you don't go yeah. straight for that. And like it needs Absolutely. to be like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and on top of that, people t- generally take bad nudes anyway. It's true, which like isn't even necessarily their fault. Yeah, it's hard it's, to do. Yeah. See, like all, all I'm saying is, is like okay, I don't think there's such a, a thing. Because if you've gotten to a point where you're having a conversation with somebody of the opposite or same sex or whatever it be, 
And you're gotten to that point where you are having a mutually agreed upon discussion about let's send each other pics. I, c- cool. I don't care how bad the angle. I don't give a shit because like I've already b- developed that relationship with this person at this point. So it's no, it's not going to be like, well, you know what? If your nipples look weird, this is not going to work. Like, it, <laughs> yeah. To, like, so I, I absolutely agree with the sentiment of what you're saying. Yeah. But to that, I would say there is a, a very famous photo that has been circulated many, many times online. And it is of an attractive young woman taking a selfie in a mirror. I don't know. Not even a mirror. Not even a mirror. She's taking a selfie. She's holding her phone up. She, I think she's wearing a bikini. And behind her, you can see in the toilet that oh, she has just taken yeah. a shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 know, I know the picture. <laughs> I, know. I have not seen this picture. And <laughs> so I would say the framing and composition of such a photo can absolutely change the perspective of it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, there's... The ones that always make me laugh are like the ones where it's like, hey, look at me. Um, and like people try to do it in a really like nefarious way where they're like, look at this woman taking this sexy selfie and like, oh, you can see her kid in the background. Like that's supposed to be like some gotcha moment. Like what's wrong with that? Single moms want to feel sexy, too. There's nothing bad about that. Like, yeah, yeah, it's 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 children. And, and I don't mean children in the photos. I mean, it's fucking children that are like, oh, turn me off. Like, oh, there's. There's a scene in Jane Silent Bob Strike Back where it's when, it's when the two of them are no, no 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 it's in Dogma it's in Dogma it's when uh, uh, Linda Fiorentino's character first meets Jane Bob and they're at the abortion clinic they're hanging at the abortion clinic and Jay says yeah we me me and Bob figure, figure that abortion clinics are a nice way to meet loose women like it's it's the evidence of like this this person has sex flat out. What what's what's the problem? Like, oh, there's a child there. Great, you know definitively that there's proof that this woman has had sex before. Do you do you? Is that a problem? I don't understand. What's the issue? Yeah, it's it's dumb. Like it really is. Um, let's uh, who's up now? MC. Yeah. yeah. What you got for the random question generator? Uh, let's see. Like, I have a I have a. There's a couple on here that I actually really like. Um trying to okay I'm, I'm curious about this and i don't even have I don't, for this one i don't even have an answer for myself i have to think about something but i'm curious about what it is for for both of you what is the story behind your greatest treasure Ooh. wow greatest treasure what's my greatest treasure that's, um, yeah, that's the first question <laughs> yeah yeah that, that's why that's what i'm trying to think of like hmm how cheesy that. am i allowed to be i mean None of us are going to be talking about the fucking like gold doubloons or the the ruby yeah. we have the size of a fist. So there I was in the Caribbean, the like early two thousands, right? And Johnny Depp's there, and there's this cursed gold that like I think it was Cortez's. No, I'm just kidding. Um, like I the immediately like got really cheesy and I was like my kid, but like that's Boo. not a treasure. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, too fuck, it's too fucking cheesy. Um You know what I would say I have two. I have okay, so it's it's not I, as a kid I thought this was the most priceless artifact 
on the face of the planet that it just there, there's no possible way that we could possibly own anything in our home that would be worth more than this coal miner statue that we have that we got from Allentown, Pennsylvania. When my grandparents or my grandmother, when my grandmother's family came to the United States, that's where they settled first and they were coal miners. In fact, my great, great, great grandfather was the one who invented the fucking light on the miner's helmet. Holy shit. So that's that's how they got up. That's how they moved to Brooklyn. That's like those sorts of things. So like coal mining is part of my heritage. And I have this little coal miner statue, right? Always thought it was like the most precious thing on the face of the planet, right? That adds a whole other level to your appreciation for Justified. Doesn't it? Like, it's... I, I always thought this thing was like like priceless, right? And then my grandmother passes away and I inherit it. And this thing is such a piece of shit that it was like from some <laughs> some gift shop bullshit that's $25 that we probably got on sale knowing my mom and like I thought this thing was like this is a family heirloom no this is some bullshit that was like in a gift shop and like it's but it's on my it's on my dresser in my bedroom because it's it's symbolic it means something to me um the second one is as a kid I idolized Cal Ripken Jr. like anybody who was a baseball fan in the DC area thought that this guy was the bee's knees right and I I never got a chance to meet him. I, I sent countless letters to the Orioles hoping to get an autograph and it never happened. They sent back a fucking postcard. Right. And like, I would wait, I would go to games and I would wait and hope the chance that I would get uh, to have him sign something never happened. Right. So mutual friend of ours that we know from another podcasting uh, group, um, Tamika ended up saying, uh, telling me, hey, Mike, they're doing an event at the Roy Rogers up on Route 1 right outside of Fort Belvoir because Cal Ripken is a minority uh, stake owner in Roy Rogers, and he's going to be there, and he's going to be signing shit. And I was like, I'm going to have to quit my job. I don't give a fuck. I got to be there. And I got to meet him, and I have this uh, this Orioles jersey. I never wear it, so like, but I never got rid of it because I was like, that's he's my hero. I can't just throw this shit away. And I went up there and I got him, I, I waited in line for like five hours. He, he signed it. And like, it's one of my favorite stories to tell because like, they always tell you, oh, don't meet your heroes because they'll disappoint you. Man, fuck that noise. Cal Ripken <laughs> Jr. was everything that I thought he was going to be because I stood in line and I got there and I'm like telling myself, be cool, Mike, be cool. Don't say anything stupid. Like, don't embarrass yourself in front of your fucking hero. And I, I think I said you were my hero growing up, but I don't know. It could have just been like a bunch of clicks and noises for all I know. Like, fuck if I know. But um, I think I got the words, hey, I, you were my hero when I was a kid. And like, he's very serious it, it, by nature. Like, very like, he's not like joking around and shit and like smiling and laughing a lot. But like, he stopped for just a quick second when I said that and looked at me and just really slightly smiled. And like, he just signed his name on, on the number on the jersey, right? And I said I just wanted to let you know you're my hero growing up. And he stopped and looked at me and he goes, let me class this jersey up for you. And he puts like the Iron Man, you know, uh, <laughs> and like puts the number of games that he played in a row. And he's like Hall of Fame, like 2004 or whatever. He like just like puts all this extra shit on the jersey. And he was just like, there you go. And I was like, <laughs> and like I got a picture and, if, and the picture's on my Facebook and you guys have probably seen it. But like somebody said to me, they were like, Mike, I've seen you smile before, but that is the most genuine smile I've ever seen you have in a picture ever. Like, it's just like pure joy. Cause like, 
I fucking met my hero. And like, I would say those are the two most precious things that I own. That's pretty great, man. A shitty coal miner statue and a coward. <laughs> <jersey. laughs> I'll take a, I'll take a picture of it and send it to you guys. So you can see it. Um, please do. Yeah. Rambo, what about you, man? What's your, your most precious item that you own? Um, the, I don't know, man, like, <laughs> I have, so, so I got this dick pic this guy sent me, and like, let me tell you, <laughs> just perfectly veiny, um, <laughs> the, the thing that I have, so, so very, very recently, um, I, um, I parted with something that was probably the most memorable in terms of like creating a story for me. Um, but I still have the story. So that's nice. Have I, I told you guys about the, uh, the killing joke, uh, copy that I had, right? Yeah. Yeah. That you were essentially selling for charity, which is awesome. Yeah. And, and it, it, it made a lot of money. It was great. Um, but yeah, so, so I don't have that anymore. Um, the two things that spring to mind, uh, that I'd probably lean. So there's, there's one thing that I had, I get a lot more use out of, but there's another thing that I have probably more memories attached to, mm-hmm. um, which is, uh, the latter thing being, I have a, um, I don't know if they still do, but echo used to have the Marvel license. Um, I mean, shit, I don't even know if echo still make clothes at all. Um, but Mark Echo used to have the, the uh, Marvel licenses, and you and you could get like really nice, fashionable clothes with like fucking Spider Man on them. And my mom, I think it might have been the last Christmas before she died, um, gave me this Daredevil shirt, um, just this really simple like gray Heather shirt with this nice, um, uh, uh, like brushed, uh. Uh, velour daredevil on the center of it uh it said like man without fear on it and i wore that to um the first comic convention i ever went to which was wizard world philly back in like 2003 i think um and it just so happened that as we were coming up the escalator to get into the show i looked down and joe casada is at the bottom and I go, oh, shit. Oh, shit. And I, <laughs> I step off the escalator. I'm just like, I'm just going to wait. Uh, <laughs> and, and he came up and I was like, hey, man, I'm a big fan. And, you know, I really like your stuff. And, and this is right when, when uh, Daredevil Father was coming out, which I hadn't read, but I'd seen little bits and pieces of it. And I was like, oh, I really like the way you're drawing it. And like, like the, the, the way you're, you're, you're drawing Matt is like, like really big. And like, there's like a lot of cool metaphor. He's like, oh, thanks, man. And he was super nice. And I was like, would you sign my shirt? And I hadn't really thought about it. Uh, it just came out of my mouth. And I handed him a sharpie. He's like, yeah, sure. So he signed my shoulder. And then later on at the show, I ran into David Mack, um, who, if you have not met, is one of the nicest fucking guys in the world. You just want to give him a big hug. Um, and I was like, hey, uh, would would you sign, uh, sign my shirt? And, and David Mack signed my shirt as well. Um, and he and I just, you know, we're kind of chit-chatting a little bit. He's like, oh, have you read Kabuki? And I was like, no, I've, I've never, I've been meaning to, but I never got around to it, but you know, it's on the list. And he goes, oh, okay. And he picks up a small hardcover and he signs it and he hands it to me. 
I was like, oh, I don't, I don't really have any money. He's like, no, nah, man, just if you like it, you know, buy something later. And wow. it was just this really sweet, really kind gesture um, from from this like the first pro, the, well, the second in this case, the second pro I'd ever met. Um, and I still have that shirt; it's still hanging up in my closet. I I, I always forget to to bring it with me when I go to conventions. Um, yeah. But the plan is still, you know, I, I've had it for almost 20 years at this point uh, is still to try and cover with the uh, with signatures um, from everybody who's would, worked on daredevil. That would be pretty um, good, man. Yeah. The, the other thing is, uh, uh, you know, I, I record my bits of our podcast from my studio and my uh, drafting table sits right next to my computer desk. And I've had this table about seven or eight years now. And it is, you know how, You'll you'll have an item, um, or a piece of equipment, or or like something that you use you sort of professionally, but also personally, um, and it'll be the thing that you've seen other people use or or do something with. Like you know, if you like skateboarded, like the, there's like you would see professional skaters and the way their skateboard would look, you wanted yours to look, not necessarily exactly, yeah. but that same kind of spirit. Inspired um, by, yeah. Yeah, I I have I have you know been putting in the work to, to to try and cover this thing with stickers um and really personalize it in a way that I hadn't done before with a lot of stuff. Uh and it's 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 not there yet and I don't think it ever will be, but it's getting there. And uh this thing has been the the literal foundation of many a drawing I've done. Um so yeah, that's pretty pretty damn important yeah and so you you've got to have something bud that that's like that has more meaning to you than anything else i who have nothing no i'm kidding (laughs) um (laughs) uh (laughs) i mean i i I do i was i like i i I have this thing where i for some reason, I don't feel like my stuff is as cool as other people's stuff. When when I hear other people's stories about uh, the stuff that's like super significant to them, um, but but uh, as I I, I won't even lie, like I actually walked away from the mic for a bit so I could literally walk around. Be like what do, like what do I actually have here? Doing personal um, inventory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, well, I I will say I I, I do have. Um, uh, one thing in particular that is uh, is actually sitting in my living room, and uh, I can probably take a take a picture of it. So like, um, my uh, my grandmother passed away a couple couple years ago. Um, she was the you know like the, she was like uh, she she lived a, a much longer life than my grandfather did, and like so she 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 touched so so many of us in my family. I was pretty close to my grandmother. We shared. Uh, uh, an equal love of education. Like my, she was a teacher for for many years in DCPS, um, and and we you know we 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 also had like pretty similar views on on the on a lot of different subjects. And I love my grandmother, and uh, and I, I miss her dearly. And uh, she wasn't a very big sports person, but she knows that you know my mother, my older sister, and myself are all like giant sports people, and. You know, we are we were we were Skins fans for for many years. I mean, to this day, for for the, for, for the most part. And um, in my living room, uh, 
we actually have a, uh, a, a Native American doll that she knitted because uh, we, uh, on my grandmother's, on my grandmother's side of the family, like my great grandmother's actually full, it was actually a full blooded uh, Native American woman. Uh, who married my great grandfather, who was black. So like, I'm I'm actually like an eighth uh, Native American from um, Blackfoot tribe, cool. uh, Blackfoot nice. Nation. Excuse me. And, and so like, it, it's why it's partially why like the, the 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 name debate thing has always been like an interesting thing for me. Because even though I do have the blood, I've never actually claimed that part of my culture because I've I've never like I never met my great grandmother or anything. And I don't really have any communication with anyone from um, her nation. Um, but uh, I did think it was awesome that my, my grandmother, in having that part of her heritage and, and also acknowledging that uh, that part of her heritage and, and, and that me and my, my mom and my sister are all huge fans, um, that she, she basically knitted this, uh, this, this really dope doll that I have on display in my living room and also this uh, a helmet shaped tissue box with the the skin's colors on it and uh, she's no longer here so you know i don't really have uh you know much left of her other than like pictures and like mementos and stuff but um regardless of how i feel about the the team as it currently states or or in their name and logo um i don't think it makes me a hypocrite to like still like proudly hold on to these mementos because they they do remind me of my grandmother no, I, th- I don't think so either. I think that that's it's more of a tie to her than it is to anything else, you know. That, that's uh, why you, that's why you keep them. I mean, and at least, yeah, no, nah, man, I, I don't think it makes you a hypocrite at all. And I do have one other thing, but I, I'd lost it many years ago and it would have been a much cooler thing of uh, I, I once had a signed CD from uh, pretty much all the members of Fort Minor and and little brother because they were my first rap concert and after the show mike shinoda and all of them like they were all literally just kind of walking around 9 30 club so i got everyone's autograph and then i lost the cd so i I have have no no clue yeah i had a karashi poster that was signed um and i lost that too same like i was it was such a cool poster. I ended up having it. Um, I can't remember the process where you basically have it put on that like board and it's like, it's basically like ironed flat. So all the wrinkles are taken out of it. Um, but I had that done to the poster and I have no way it, it's gone now. I don't know where the hell it went. And that bums me out. Funny enough. That process is called posterization. Oh, well <laughs> now I, now I feel stupid. Thank you. James Rambo. <laughs> Happy to help. <laughs> Uh, so who's up next? Is that uh, you? Is it? It's or is, uh, no, it's Rambo. Rambo, yeah, Rambo. Uh, let's see. What is something you find attractive that others may not? Hmm. Well, let's see. Do I oh, do I give the explanation this. first, or do I just say the thing, wait for the reaction, and then give the explanation? Hmm. Um. Underarm hair on women. Now, the reason that I find this attractive is because socially it is unacceptable for women to have underarm hair, right? Uh, okay. So any woman that has not shaved her armpits is showing 
a degree of confidence that is not necessarily often found. So my brain has combined those associations. So when I see a woman with armpit hair, I'm like, that's a bad bitch. (laughs) 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 That woman knows what she's about. (laughs) Yeah. I, um, all right. So let me explain. I personally, it's not that I mind it because it doesn't really phase me one way or the other, you know, like that's, that's something you're, you're, you're with somebody, um, long enough, uh, you're with a, a spouse or significant other or wife for long enough. Guess what? They're not going to shave their armpits. It's going to happen. Okay. It doesn't really bother me. I'm not like, Ew, you do something about that. I just, in general, whether it's male, whether it's female, whether it's yours, whether it's mine, I think armpits are the fucking grossest part on your body. <laughs> and like, they just, they gross me out. Like it, it <laughs> okay this is gonna not dark but like there's a lot of things that it, like if in my single days if if a female had said to me hey mike i want you to do this i'd probably be like hell yeah let's do that but if she's like lick my armpit i would be like you are <laughs> fucking disgusting what is wrong with you like you need to go to church there's something seriously wrong with you like that's ugh, no <laughs> gross oh no but yeah like now now like doesn't really phase me i don't care like you know if that's a if you don't feel like shaving, I get it. I don't feel like shaving sometimes. Cool, you know? Like, it's a pain in the ass. Um, something that I find attractive. That others may not. What is something unusual not. that you find attractive? Wow. Um, something that I find attractive that most others usually do not. Um... A, a, a weird laugh because what it says is that like I don't know if you've ever heard somebody like forcibly change the way that their laugh sounds because they're self-conscious about it but it's fucking horrible because at some point they found something funny genuinely laughed somebody made fun of them and they're so self-conscious that they won't even laugh and laughter is so fucking awesome you know like it's it's one of the greatest feelings ever and like when i hear somebody have an awkward laugh and they're unashamed of it like that makes me laugh and then like they'll look at me and they're like are you laughing at my laugh i'm like yeah but it's fucking awesome and like yeah i I just it's yeah i I think that that's i think it's cool like i I, i'm i did that thing i posted on my uh, facebook page where it was like hey um leave your name and i'll say something that i really like about you um for the most part, I notice most of the things that I like about people is their ability and, um, not ability, but like their complete lack of giving a fuck what anybody thinks about what they like and what they do. I think that's awesome. I love when people are who they are. I love genuine people. Um, right. so it's the same thing with that. I, I've, I've always found that attractive when somebody is like, this is who I am and take it or leave it. In fact, like, even if like physically, if it's, if like, I hate using the scale because I think it's bullshit, but like physically you look at somebody and they're like a four or five, but like you meet them and their personality is awesome. And they're they're, like, this is who I am. And this is what I am. That automatically bumps them up to like seven, eight or a nine for me. You know, like personality goes a long way with me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear that. that. Mitochondria. uh, What about you? (laughs) Is that my name this week? (laughs) Oh, it's back to that because I couldn't come up with anything else. I mean, Master Cheeser is pretty goddamn good, though. That's hard to. Like, get rid of. Uh, I thought of two, and 
I'm gonna say my first one because I don't I don't know if my second one is all that uh, all that like unattractive to other people. Um, it, I'm trying and, and they're almost related in some ways. Uh, I'm gonna say like a person's walk, and I and I don't mean like you know like a like when it's like an intentional strut, you know, because they're like super feeling themselves. I mean, just like a, like just a just like a general how they like just a general way of like how they carry themselves. I guess if that makes sense, because like, I I just like. Yeah. I'm attracted to seeing people just kind of in their natural element and them just kind of naturally being themselves kind of in spite of who, whomever may be watching. And so like, like, like if, like if, if, if I'm out and about and I'm just like walking down the sidewalk where I think about like uh, a year ago when I was at, at warp, when I was in uh, New Jersey, a warp tour, like just walking down the strip, like, I mean, it's, it's, how someone's walking is is probably going to catch my eye before I even notice if they're like if I think they're attractive in the face or if their body is super nice or anything like that. And like I I don't really have a like I, like I don't even have like a set criteria as to as to like what exactly it is because it's not like I'm just looking and it's not like I'm just looking at someone's hips or, or some hip swaying and being like yep that's it right there. It's it's just I I don't know how to explain it. It's just a weird thing. It's, I mean, I think it's, yeah, it makes perfect sense, you know? Yeah. Like it's a, the way somebody carries himself. Is, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, let's go, let's, we'll do, we'll each, uh, finish, we'll, I'll do mine and then MT will do his and then we'll call it, call it an evening, gentlemen. Uh, let's see here. What's an example of when you changed your mind? perfect we were just talking about it earlier in fact it'll be a bonus episode for all of you folks to listen to uh down the road here um the the football team that that is uh based out of washington dc um for a long time i didn't think the name was a big deal because i just like because it, it was it was a stupid kid response of it's just a name. What's the big deal, right? Like, it's just a football team. It's just a football team. And then, like, as I got older, realizing, like, it's not just that. It's disparaging. It's, it's taking a, a people and turning them into a mascot without their permission. And it's an old, outdated phrase that no one in their right mind would use. You, no one would go up to a Native American and say that. And that was that was enough for me when I just started thinking about it, because like I, I wouldn't want to be. I wouldn't want my heritage turned into a mascot so that other people could make fun of it, but not even so much make fun of it. But like. Especially with all the horrible shit that we did to Native Americans. To be like, oh, we're honoring you. Um you are okay. <laughs> like we're telling them how things are going to go. It's just, it's fucked up. And like, right. I definitely changed my mind on that for sure. Rambo MC. What say you <clears throat> Brooks? What you got? Um, well, uh, it, it's probably not a surprise for either of you, but it may be for a number of listeners, but, uh, uh I've been an atheist for almost 20 years now. And I, I spent the early part of that really kind of wrestling or really kind of keeping it to myself. But it was about 10 years ago when I kind of got indoctrinated into like the Richard Dawkins kind of Sam Harris, 
way of thinking and way of engaging people. So like I kind of cringe sometimes when I will see things in my Facebook memories from like circa 2009, 2010, 2011, because I was really abrasive in my engagement with people who were religious and you know i used to repeat all of the same kind of uh one-liners that you generally get from the 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 dawkins harris type of crowd you know oh you know this is a mental illness you know this is uh uh you know you're you're brainwashed you know nothing good comes from being of this you'll be better if you just dump all the god stuff and all that and i, I was like that for a while and and like it it even kind of seeped its way into some of the music that I that I released around around that time um because of little things I, I might say here or there or like even flat out uh flat out songs that I wrote and um as I kind of matured and kind of got older and, and actually as I kind of got more into uh more social justice activism and, and kind of actually had meaningful conversations with both loved ones and strangers and people all alike, I, I realized that it's it's much better and it's much better to kind of adopt a a live and let live approach and kind of if people are not being harmful with their own beliefs or ideas and whatnot, then who am I to chastise them for for having them? You know what I'm saying? everyone's journey is different everyone you know goes through things in life they interpret the things that happen to them very different very differently and who am i as a non-believer to uh proselytize to someone and and tell them that they're wrong for believing in what they do or feeling the way that they feel especially if it if it's something that helps to motivate them or or uh, inspires them to be a, a a good person or 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 to do good in the life that they've been living, uh, that they've been living. So um, I, I I've come around uh, on on a lot of things like that. Like I, I don't I, I don't even really engage in those kinds of conversations anymore because um again I'm 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 I, I do believe that you know whatever belief system you have is is fine as long as you're not actively uh, harming people or using your beliefs to harm people and and some of the greatest people that i've that i've gotten to know are people who are of uh various faiths and i i would just hate to think of the kind of connections i might have missed out on if i had kind of stayed where i was 10 years ago in in in, re in reference to religious folks as opposed to like kind of where i am where i am now and kind of my own feelings about uh faith and religion and all of that yeah good stuff man um rambo uh trigger warnings when i remember the first time i heard what uh, uh well at least what someone told me a trigger warning was or i i heard the loose definition of it um and then just ran with it on my own without actually knowing what the fuck i was talking about uh, I remember thinking uh, every um, generic buzzword response of like, oh my God, this generation is so coddled. And, you know, if you don't 
deal with things outright, then you're never going to, if you don't, if you don't, if you don't deal with things, you're never going to be able to deal with things. And so this idea that you should be protected and kept safe all the time is just so stupid. Uh, it's actually detrimental. Um, and then I, I, I learned this, uh, through a lot of the most wonderful people I've, I've met, uh, in, in many, many years, uh, folks I know through comic book stores, um, some good friends of mine who are much smarter than I am would be talking about social justice and, uh, uh and various things like that. And conversations came up about trigger warnings. And instead of opening my big fat mouth, I just sat there and I listened and I learned what they actually were and how they actually benefit people. Um, and, and what the, the, the real basis for it is in terms of the fact, like to me, the idea that you could hear someone talk about a subject and have a panic attack about it was just so foreign. Um, what do you mean? You can't, you know, see a certain colored jacket without, you know, uh, uh, hyperventilating. I don't understand. What's, what's the problem? Uh, and it's because I, I, you know, I've been very fortunate in that my, my life experience has not required that sort of, I, I, I've, I've, I don't have any, uh, or at least not any super significant PTSD from any experiences I've had. Um, certainly not enough to, uh, really cause that kind of a reaction. Um, and in listening to these very smart people, uh, talk about what their experiences were and, and how they function. Some of these people being, uh, folks who, um, who have had a lot of trauma in their lives and, and some of them being, uh, teachers and people who, who, you know, know to mark their syllabi with, you know, certain warnings in there. Um, learning that what it actually is, is it's just a, Hey, heads up, this thing's going to happen. That's it. That's all it is. There's, there's, there's nothing more to it. Um, it's just so you know, this is what's coming. Um, and if that is enough to prepare someone, uh, to not lose their shit in front of a bunch of, you know, strangers or acquaintances, great what's the fucking problem um this isn't about uh uh you know creating some like generation of soft kids or some shit it's about being kind to people uh and being considerate of others and how they feel um so yeah uh, uh i guess the, the 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 greatest lesson overall is learn when not to speak uh but the specific thing is uh, is about trigger warnings and, and how they actually are really important and really beneficial to a lot of folks. Yeah. I, I mean, a hundred percent because, um, it ties perfectly with last week's episode. Uh, I didn't even think of that. And yeah. MC reminded me, Hey man, maybe you should do this. And there was never once where I was like, Oh, pff, we don't need to do that. No, be, because, People tune in to listen to us talk about comic books and video games and sandwiches and shit. Like, they're not expecting uh, to ha for us to have a conversation about rape or sexual assault. So, yeah, th those – you don't want people to be caught off guard, especially when it could be something that could really cause them some pain. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm 100% yep. with you. All right.
we got one more. Let's go ahead and uh, and do that, and we'll uh, call it an evening. Uh, MC, you're yeah. up next. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's try to end in this episode on a on a on a good note, and okay. let's end it with uh, my question, which deals with something that we're all very big fans of, music. So, what song currently speaks to you the most? Oof. I've it's I, it's been number one on my list for five years now. When did Sonic Highways come out? The Foo Fighters album. Uh, Sonic Highways. Looking that up right now. This came out in 2014. Okay, so six years. Well, it'll be six years in November. Uh, there's a song on that album. It's the last song, uh, last track. It's called I Am a River. And I Am a River is all about finding inspiration, finding hope, finding the thing that keeps you going in some of the oddest places. Um, like there is a secret. I found a secret behind a Soho door. There is a reason I found a reason beneath the subway floor. I found the water, the devil's water and locked, I walked along its shore. Um, it, at one point it talks about the ember starts a fire because that had to do with uh, Woody Guthrie and Arlo Guthrie and uh, Bob Dylan coming to them looking for inspiration. And um, basically like Arlo telling um, Bob Dylan to kick rocks when he was like, Hey, I really want to talk to Woody and I really want some help. And like, I want to, I'm a huge fan and I want to, you know, learn some songs from him. And Arlo saying, nah, man, that kid's got an ember. We got to stoke that fire. Like, that's fucking awesome. Because how many times have you been, like, you want to do something? Like, GGR is a perfect example. You want to do something, and, like, you're hitting roadblocks, or it's not going as well as you had hoped. And then, like, you're like, you know what? Maybe I should just give this up. And then, all of a sudden, you have a Facebook group page that triples in size, and you do one stupid post about sandwiches, and you have, like, 300 responses. Like, it's, <laughs> it's dumb. I know, in the grand scheme of things our website is just it, it's just something for fun but like to see the kind of community that i've always wanted to create actually happen is awesome and it and like that th that song is yeah it, it's been one of my favorites and it's such a goddamn shame that that's not a bigger song because it's such a good song rambo um let me see i don't it's funny i haven't been listening to a lot of music lately so how about uh, Run the Jewels has <laughs> been something that is has been repeated relatively consistently. Um, such, a, such a great goddamn song. Absolutely. So, oh god. Um, was it close your eyes and count the fuck? Is the uh, oh yeah. That's the that's the, that's the Zach Delaroca, right? Alright, so that is a song I have to listen to loud. Um, <laughs> that, like, the fucking beat on that song gets me so hyped up. Um, I, I, I can't hear it and not like it's. It, I have a playlist that's called Speeding Tickets. Um, <laughs> and that is, <laughs> that is that it's just a list of songs when I hear them for some reason my foot gets heavier. Um, and, uh, yeah, that is, and, and 
it's funny um another uh podcast group that i'm a part of uh has been doing theme weeks for the for the last month and for music week one of the posts was what song gets you hyped and i posted that and i had completely forgotten what the video for that song is yeah and oh yeah it, man um and uh yeah you want to talk about some fucking some on point appropriate shit uh for anybody who doesn't know um i'm blanking on the guy who plays the cop what his name is he's done a ton of stuff um but it's it's two actors it's lakeith stanfield um and this other guy and the other guy is a cop and Stanfield is just, he's a black guy, and Cop is chasing after Lakeith Stanfield, and the whole video is them fighting. It's them running after each other and fighting. Jay uh, Wiggum. Yes, 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 yeah, he, he was in fucking... Um, Boardwalk Empire. Boardwalk Empire, and yeah, Ace just a Carter. ton of stuff. It's one of those guys that you see, and you're like, oh, that fucking guy. Um, yeah. And yeah, and it's black and white, and it's real simple, and it's it's very direct. Um, but yeah, that song I hear it and I'm, I, I cannot listen to it quietly. Um, yeah. What about you, man? What, uh, what's, uh, what gets your motor running? Well, I mean, I'm going to piggyback off of you for a second because that is one of my favorite, uh, run the jewels songs. And, And I'm appreciative of run the jewels for, for two reasons. One, I love LP. I actually think he's the one of the he for me he is the greatest white rapper like ever like even over Eminem. Fair um, enough. <laughs> he's been a favorite for a number of years. I'm a huge huge fan of him. I also do love Killer Mike also, but I also love the fact that they are dragging Zach De La Roca back into the <laughs> limelight after just dis- disappearing yes. from music uh, in the in the early 2000s teasing us with some solo material and an album produced by Trent Reznor that never came out. Mm-hmm. Um, then doing One Day as a Lion with the drummer from uh, uh, At the Drive-In, I think it is. Like the, the, the I think yeah. either, yeah, I think it's the drummer from At the Drive-In. The, and, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 uh, no, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Because I, I yeah. saw a video about, uh, of LP, LP and Killer Mike talking about um, like metal influences and things. Yeah. And so, like, and that project was great. And they, 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 I still listen to that EP, and then just, like, nothing became of it. And so then the next time I hear from Zach De La Roca is on this song. It's <laughs> on the song you just mentioned. And they, and uh, RTJ4 just dropped, and they have another song with him on there. And oddly enough, also featuring Pharrell, which is, which, which is like, two people I kind of, like, it's two, two people I love, but two people I kind of never imagined, like, crossing over at, at any point ever. And so, I mean, I, I love the song too. So, I, I like very much love RTJ for uh, for that for that reason. But um, for me, uh, it's weird because uh, my my like a week ago, my answer would have been probably one of the tons of J-pop and J-rock music that I've been uh, listening to as I've been mostly binging anime over the course of quarantine. But uh, I found myself down a um, a rabbit hole a few days ago and um i discovered this i discovered this new band and uh they're called proper they were originally called great white but they're they call, they were called they're called proper and actually 
one of their music videos is actually what, what caught my attention uh, more than the song itself. And then I heard the song, and the song was also dope. Um, but they they have this song that they uh, that they released. It's called "Fucking Disgusting," which sounds <laughs> it sounds like it's going to be awful. It's going to be about something gross or nasty. But like, it's it the interesting thing is so the the lead sing so the entire group is black, and I know for and I know that the lead singer is queer, and so the song "Fucking Disgusting," oddly enough, is. It, it's it's probably it's arguably one of the first kind of love songs I've listened to that I feel like is not necessarily gender specific hmm. in terms of okay. in terms of in terms of like wanting to woo this person and there are um, I just had the lyrics up too and I, I totally uh, messed that up um, let, me, let me pull these up real quick because because. I, I I very much enjoyed I very much enjoyed the sound of it, and then the the lyrics themselves kind of really caught my attention because I got among the various amounts of music that I listen to, like they're not lyrics that I generally hear all as often. Like I usually hear these sentiments kind of expressed on various you know social justice uh, statuses and tweets and and whatnot, but like I, I don't always hear it expressed in music when like they have a verse about. I have no concerns about what you identify as, if you identify at all, transitioning or not. My only concern is if you'll stay for one more glass. And if I text if I text you to come over, would you answer my call? Like something like I I, I don't generally hear lyrics like that, and it, it, it really it really kind of caught my attention. And so like as I've been kind of listening to more of their discography over the over the course of the last couple of days, um, I'm very much in, impressed, and 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 I'm I'm kind of really happy that. There's this kind of representation that's taking place within music lyrics because you know generally uh, stuff tends to be you know catered just at one particular gender, which is who, whomever the songwriter is writing the song to, and this one is not seemingly pertaining to anyone uh, because there there's no mentions of uh, of referring to to them as a he, her, them. Or you know, without or anything else, it you know it's it's worded in such a way that it's pretty inclusive, no matter how you kind of identify and what you're attracted to. And so uh, I've been listening to that like a couple times <laughs> over the last couple of days, and it's it's really dope. And and I'm I'm a big fan of this group. Very cool. I will be listening to that immediately after we get off of here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That and then you know, uh, close your eyes and count to fuck that too. Yeah, oh my god <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for anybody who hasn't had mike have you been listening to rtj4 um no unfortunately no i haven't oh sir um so i i typically don't have an ear for lyrics um i'll usually have to hear a song a couple times before like i'll really listen to it um but there was one verse in particular and it's on ooh la la and it's it just then the when I hear nerd references, it perks my ears up, um, yeah, and I right. imagine MC knows what I'm talking about. Um, yeah. It's on Killer Mike's uh, fourth verse. So I used to love Bruce, but living my vida loca helped me understand I'm probably more of a joker. When we usher in yeah, chaos, right. just know yeah. that we did it smiling. Animals on this island, inmates from the asylum. I hear that shit, and I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what's up, <laughs> dude. I rem- I still remember. Um, and we'll kind of we'll kind of wrap up on this one. Um, when Lincoln Park did their um, reanimation album, 
um, and hearing rap lyrics that had um, comic book references in them in high voltage. Where oh, and yeah. I don't who, who's the rapper that does fair, that? Uh, fair, fair much. I'm looking for him right now. I'm trying to find him, but he basically makes a Cyclops reference. I'm looking for it right now. Hang on. Oh, that's why I need Ruby Quartz glasses because in my glance, there's a chance that I might blast the mask. There it is. Oh my God. It's such a... <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying yeah. to remember. I, I, I love that because I love that song. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so great. No, I mean, I mean, like, and that's, that's, it's one of the, like, I'm not even going to pretend to be a hip hop head because I'm, I'm very much on the periphery of things. But yeah. Going back and occasionally I'll hear like an older song and, and like it, it clicks like Ghostface and Method Man, like all those guys are all fucking nerds. Like they're all Absolutely. dudes yeah. that have just Tony been listening Starks. to shit for yeah, Tony, yeah, exactly. Tony Starks, um, uh, 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 fucking oh, what's Method Man's thing? Um, oh, uh, what Takao? No, maybe I'm confusing with somebody else. Um, oh, Johnny Blaze. Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, his his fucking Ghost shit. Um, but yeah, you'll hear that kind of stuff pop up, and it's like, oh, oh fuck, like, you know, nerdcore is is specifically aimed uh, at like nerd stuff, but it's not like it's the only music that ever like, you know, yeah, uh, 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 makes these references or, or drops these references. Um, I, I, I've got a recommendation for you. Uh, Zarface. Zarface. Zarface is a is a hip hop group comprised of Esoteric and Seven L, and also Inspect the Deck from the Wu Tang Clan, and they're all giant, like they're all giant comic book nerds, and they're and before this project, like they, there would be references kind of here and there, but you wouldn't really you wouldn't really get them like you do with Zarface. Like Zarface is their own created comic book character. And they, okay. they they create they I mean they've created comics around their character, but their entire like all of their projects I think they've released five to date, including full a full album with Ghostface Killer and a full album with MF Doom, um, where they where they just spit these really cool bars with like all of these comic book and and, and nerd references in it. And that's the other thing is like. First of all, awesome. Thank you. I, I, I looked them up, and I'll, I'll definitely be checking that out. Um, but it's it's the degree to which there's actually effort put in. Like that Faramont line you you, you uh, uh, spit, that is fucking sick. That is so great. <laughs> um, but, like, you get so, – and I'm not – if you like them, cool. I'm not trying to shit on things people like. But Adam Warrock, it's just – a song. Hey, I, I like this comic, so I made a song about this comic that just describes this comic, and it's this story in the end. Like, oh, okay, cool, man. Like, uh, thank it's, you. It's, it's the creative add-in of because <laughs> it's not like it's not like he's like I'm Cyclops and I'm going to shoot you with my laser eyes. He's like that's exactly. why I have to wear Ruby Quartz glasses. Is, yeah, like it's, it's very it's a, much it's what cut. Adam Warrock shit feels like. <laughs> <laughs> like, like his song would be I am Cyclops and I'm going to shoot you with my optic blast like come on man <laughs> cool I mean hey you're, you're filling a void and that's that's awesome and I hope you're making all the money Good but <laughs> uh, I, I've yet to hear a song from that dude and 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 it's not it's not fair for me to be pointing directly at him because I'm sure there's plenty of other folks who are doing the same but it's it's that kind of thing where it's not 
it doesn't feel authentic. Like I don't yeah. think anybody's putting him up to it, but it it it, it has it has a very inauthentic feel to it, at least for me. Um, and when you hear good lines that actually work and make sense and actually and don't interrupt the flow of anything, um, just fucking cool, man. It is, and what's awesome too, what's really cool is how the things that we love always come through in these podcasts. And ending it on music was just you, you couldn't go couldn't go wrong good call on that uh on that question there mc so that being said ladies and gentlemen thank you in internet land for listening for sharing for streaming our podcasts for reading our articles we, we appreciate it we appreciate all of the conversation that you guys have in our groups and all are welcome like come join the group share in our dumbass memes that we share it, it's it's always good fun um appreciate steve i appreciate mc james rambo appreciate you as well thank you guys for coming on the podcast again um check us out we're on spotify we're on apple music we're on stitcher we're on iHeartRadio, which i don't even know why they were just like hey you can put podcasts here i was like sure why not <laughs> but we're there um we're pretty much anywhere that you would want to find podcasts to listen to so there you go so for everybody here at the Great Geek Refuge, my name is Mike Lunsford. Guys, remember, wear those masks. Just don't, don't, oh my God, don't. There's so many videos out there. Like, I swear to God, if somebody's like, I listen to GGR and, oh no, no, please don't. No, that's not how we need to get famous. <laughs> don't do it. Jesus Christ, don't do it. Um, but wear your masks, wash your hands, be nice to each other, and don't be a juice bag. Good night, everybody. Combat convention, write rhymes at ease while the track stands at attention. Meant to put you away with the pencil, pistol, official. 16 line, the rhyme missile. While you risk your all, I pick out all your flaws. Spin raw, blah, blah, blah. You could say you saw. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network production, Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy! The most ferocious when I spy my third eye's extremely high voltage. That's why I need Ruby Quartz glasses, cause when I glance at the chance that I might blast our masses. Subliminals transmitted through piano, integrated in flow, calculated in nano. I use skills when I need, please heed the rhyme. I heal when I bleed, when I proceed through time. I walk through walls and inanimate obstacles by inducing a reduction of cells and molecules. I bring the knowledge, you swallow a steak, that's a hologram. I box your head, fatten your lip like collagen. The telepath delivers verses with no postage. Farrell March, Mike Shinoda, we high voltage. <laughs>